Let us now consider Joseph. Genesis 39 Joseph's brothers sold Joseph into slavery, and Joseph was taken into Egypt as a slave. We will start this at Genesis 37. Joseph was 17 years old at the time this happened to him. His father sent Joseph out to check on his brothers who were feeding the flocks in the field. Verse 3. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children. He had 12 sons. They're going to be the 12 tribes of Israel. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. And he made him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him. And they could not speak peaceably unto Joseph. And Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it to his brethren. And they hated him yet the more. And he said unto them, Hear, I pray you, this dream which I have dreamed. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and lo, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. Behold, your sheaves stood around about me and made obeisance to my sheaf, fell down on their face before his sheaf. And his brethren said to him, Shalt thou indeed reign over us? Or shalt thou indeed have dominion over us? They're basically saying nonsense. And they hated him yet the more for his dreams and for his words. And he dreamed yet another dream and told it to his brethren and said, Behold, I have dreamed a dream more. And behold, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars made obeisance to me. And he told it to his father and to his brethren. And his father rebuked him and said unto him, What is this dream that thou hast dreamed? Shall I and thy mother and thy brethren indeed come to bow down ourselves to thee, to the earth? And his brethren envied him, but his father observed the saying. So the brothers are out in the field tending to the sheep, and Joseph's father sends him out to see how the brethren are doing. They see him coming, and here is what they say to each other. Verse 18 of Genesis chapter 37. And when the brothers saw Joseph afar off, 
even before he came near unto them. They conspired against him to slay him, kill him. And they said one to another, Behold, this dreamer of dreams cometh. Come now, therefore, and let us slay him, and cast him into some pit. And we will say to our father, Some evil beast hath devoured him. And we shall see what will become of his dreams after that. And Reuben heard it, and he delivered Joseph out of their hands and said, Let us not kill him. And Reuben said unto them, Shed no blood, but cast him into this pit that is in the wilderness, and lay no hand upon him, that he might rid him out of their hands to deliver him to his father again. Reuben was going to go back and get Joseph out of the pit and take him to his father. And it came to pass when Joseph was come unto his brethren that they stripped Joseph out of his coat, his coat of many colors that was on him. And they took him and cast him into a pit. And the pit was empty. There was no water in it. And they sat down to eat bread. They sat down where Joseph was to eat bread without giving him any bread or water. And they lifted up their eyes and looked, and behold, a company of Ishmaelites came from Gilead with their camels bearing spicery and balm and myrrh, going down into Egypt to sell their merchandise. And Judah said unto his brethren, What profit is it if we slay our brother and conceal his blood? Come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites, and let not our hand be upon him, for he is our brother and our flesh. And the brethren were content. Then there passed by Midianite merchantmen, and they drew and lifted up Joseph out of the pit and sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites for twenty pieces of silver. And they brought Joseph into Egypt. Now Joseph was only a kid at the time, 17-year-old kid. He is taken down into Egypt with only the clothes on his back. And they are going to sell him to Potiphar, who is in charge of Pharaoh's armies. They sell Joseph as a slave. Now we will pick up the story of him being brought into Egypt, because everything he did in Egypt prospered. And the Egyptians saw this. And he kept being put in charge wherever he was. First, it was in the house of Potiphar, the captain of Pharaoh's armies. Genesis 39, verse 1. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt. And Potiphar, 
an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down to Egypt. And the Lord was with Joseph. Seventeen-year-old slave, and it says, and he was a prosperous man. How? God made everything he did in Egypt to prosper. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with Joseph and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper. So Potiphar made Joseph in charge of his entire house, of everything he owned. He made him overseer. And all that he had, he put into the hand of Joseph. And it came to pass that from the time that he had made Joseph overseer in his house and over all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessings of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. We in the New Testament church are blessings everywhere we go. The people who accept us will be blessed by God. Now a problem comes. Pontifer's wife saw Joseph, and she wanted to have sex with him. And she said, lie with me, verse 8. But he refused and said unto her, Behold, my master knoweth not what is with me in the house, and he hath committed all that he hath to my hand. There's none greater in this house than I. Neither hath he kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Some people don't see that what they're doing is a sin against God. They just say they made mistakes. God saved me by saying to me, Joan, you know those mistakes you've been making all these years? I was about 37 years old at that time. Those weren't mistakes. Those were sins. I see people all the time saying, well, I made a mistake about this, when really they made a sin. But they don't recognize the sin, so they're not saved. But if God reveals to them that they sinned, they can be saved. Well, Joseph said to Potiphar's wife, How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? And it came to pass, as she spake to Joseph day by day, that he hearkened not unto her to lie with her or to be with her. 
And it came to pass that Joseph went into the house one day to do his business, and there was none of the men of the house there. And the wife caught Joseph by his garment. The men wore robes at that time. And she caught him by his robe, saying, Lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand and fled and got him out. She lied then about Joseph and showed the men the garment and that he tried to have sex with her, she said. And then she said, See, this Hebrew brought into our house to mock us. He came into me to lie with me, and I cried with a loud voice. And it came to pass when he heard that I lifted up my voice and cried that he left his garment with me and fled himself out. And she laid up his garment by her until his Lord came home, and she spake unto him according to these words. The Hebrew servant which thou hast brought unto us came in unto me to mock me. And it came to pass, as I lifted up my voice and cried, that he left his garment with me and fled. And after that, when the master of the house heard these words of his wife, which she spake unto him about Joseph, his wrath was kindled against Joseph. Verse 20, And Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound. That's going to become a very important point of this story. It wasn't just any prison. It was the prison where the king's prisoners were bound. And Joseph was there in the prison, which was, in fact, a dungeon. Verse 21. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. So the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison. And whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. The keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand because the Lord was with him and that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. And that is the way it is with each of us who belong to God and follow him and do the will of God. Wherever we go, we are a blessing to the people because we follow God and they see this and God makes everything that we do to prosper when we follow the word of God. In times of temptations, 
We who go in the way of God, we can get great help from God by calling on God in prayer, asking God to help us and to please stop us from going in the way of evil. I've called on God many times when the temptation was great. And I've said to God, don't let me say that. Please don't let me say that. Don't let me do this. Please don't let me do this. And God always stopped me from myself. Often God, by the Holy Spirit, would remind me of a scripture which gave me strength not to speak or do that which my flesh wanted to speak or do. Galatians chapter 5 verses 19 through 21 shows us clearly what the sins against God are. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, and Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, that fornication is different from all of the sins because at the time of sexual intercourse, you become one flesh with that person. So he says, flee fornication. All other sins are outside the body, but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. The other sins, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, Variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revilings, and such like. Paul says, of the which I tell you before, as I have told you in time past, they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Then Paul goes on and talks about those who are born again. Some of us did those things, but we are saved by God and forgiven by God, spared by God. But we must not return to those sins. Jesus said to the prostitute who was forgiven, go and sin no more. I believe that's in John 8. But we who are born again do much harm to ourselves when we walk in the ways of the flesh. When we follow the Spirit of God, we go in the way of righteousness, which is contrary to the flesh, and we overcome and have prosperity and good success just as the Bible tells us we will do. Read Joshua chapter 1 and Psalm chapter 1 because both of these Old Testament passages apply to us in our lives when we do what God said to Joshua and what David said in Psalm 1. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.